Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. The most wonderful time in your day. If you suspect that I'm in the mood for Christmas, you are 100% correct. It is the most wonderful time of the year, and it should be for one main reason. We get a chance to celebrate the birth of Jesus on a grand scale. He came from heaven to earth to show the way. Jesus did not take a royal trip down to earth to visit earthlings. He came with purpose, and that purpose was totally realized when he died on the cross. It was painful, horrendous, bloody, dreadful, but that was his mission, to die a horrible death to redeem us. You might be wondering how I switched from Christmas to Easter. That's simple. There is no real sense to celebrating Christmas without recognizing that what started in the manger in Bethlehem was a journey that led to that fateful day when the King of Glory was crucified. Jesus was born to die so that we who were dead could be born again. Wow, I love that. Let me say it again. Jesus was born to die so that we who were dead could be born again. Hallelujah. So yes, without apology, I declare Christmas to be the most wonderful time of the year. But we're not focusing on Christmas today. I want us to think of a time when we engaged the king who was born to die for us, a time when we worship him. Many people think of worship when they go to church, particularly on a Sunday. Or more specifically, worship for some people is that segment of the church service when they sing a number of worship songs. It is a time to sing and clap your hands and some people even dance. But generally, that is their time of worship. But is that the only time you worship? Is there another time that we can worship the Lord? Let us look at two persons who we could learn from. The first one, David, who was the second king of Israel, was a worshiper. In fact, David and God had a great relationship that is seen in his poetry, his life before and after he became king. David had this brilliant idea that the most sacred item in the nation of Israel was the Ark of the Covenant, and he felt the Ark should be housed in a special place in the city of David, later called Jerusalem. Well, that mission was interrupted when someone thought the ark was going to fall off the card and tried to steady it, and God struck that man because it was considered irreverent for him to touch the ark. So the rest of the trip was cancelled, and the ark was left in someone's home for three months. But David wanted the trip to be complete, so another procession happened. I want you to hear this straight from the Bible. So David went to bring up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with rejoicing. When those who were carrying the ark of the Lord had taken six steps, he sacrificed a bull and a fattened calf. Wearing a linen ephod, David was dancing before the Lord with all his might, while he and all Israel were bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouts and the sounds of trumpets. 2 Samuel 6, 12-15. Did you hear that? David danced before the Lord in open public, in the procession, with all his might. 
His Majesty King David threw aside his robe and crown and all the other royal paraphernalia and he danced like there is no tomorrow before the Lord. The man, <clears throat> I mean the king, was worshipping the Lord and it was not even the Sabbath day. I am sure David did not plan to, but something inside of him came alive and David must have been so delighted to be part of this great event for God that he just simply broke out in worship. Let's go over to something special during the reign of David's son, Solomon, who succeeded him. He was charged to build the temple, and when the beautiful palatial structure was done, there was a special procession to move the ark to its rightful place inside the newly built temple. All of Israel came out to witness this grand celebration. Well, like father, like son. Solomon, King Solomon, and the entire assembly of Israel that had gathered about him were before the ark, sacrificing so many sheep and cattle that they could not be recorded or counted. Second Chronicles 5 and verse 6. Solomon could not contain his joy. He broke out in unbridled worship. This was more than they had planned. That kind of worship could not wait. It just erupted. When was the last time you worshipped the Lord without plan and not when you are in church during that segment of the service? Why are you asking that question, Clyde? I do, because God deserves to be worshipped at any time when we come together at church, but he is so special that worship should be a regular thing. He deserves to receive spontaneous worship, worship when you are by yourself, worship when you are having your devotions. Worshipping God can occur anytime because of who Jesus is and what he means to you. I just lose it sometimes when I think of how Jesus saved me. I find it easy to start worshipping him when I think of the goodness of God in my life, that I don't deserve it, but that the God who made this universe has become my father and I am his son, and that makes me break out in worship. Think about what Jesus has done for you lately. A prayer that Jesus has answered. A special feeling come over you when you're reading the Bible or praying. At any time, you can stop and worship Jesus. It doesn't have to be exuberant like David and Solomon, but it has to be sincere. He deserves it, man. After all, some of us do it with our spouses. Spontaneous adoration. Well, try doing that to Jesus sometime today. He deserves all the glory, all the honor all the praise. It could well be the most wonderful time of your day.